0: Hello, this is Anna Rand, member of the editorial board at the European Journal of Hospital Pharmacy. I am speaking with two presenters of the seminar, Can European White Hospital Pharmacy Standards Work in Reality? A practical example from the world of pediatrics. This seminar describes the approach adopted in their country as an example The speakers will illustrate the concept of generic principles of good practice and consider standards for a specific situation such as specialist pharmacy in pediatrics and nutrition. I would like to welcome Dr. Dugan. She's the director of professional development and support at the Royal Pharmaceutical Society of Great Britain. And hello. Hello, Anna. And Dr. Tomlin. He is the Consultant pharmacist, Children's Services at the Bellina Children's Hospital. Welcome.
1: Thank you very much. Good to be here.
0: I would like to know, why do we
2: need the standards in the clinical practice, Kat? Oh, thank you, Anna. I think it's useful when we think about issues as broad as professional standards to have a little look back at how we've got to where we are today. And if you think about in the UK, Around the 1970s, there was a real big issue about medicines being missed on the wards. Medicines really not being taken or given when they were needed. And when this was studied in more detail, it was found that the supply function of the dispensaries in hospitals meant very often that the times it took to dispense and supply medicines didn't really coordinate to when the patients needed them. So we saw at that time a real response by pharmacy to create a ward pharmacy service where the pharmacist would go up and make sure that the supply was actually at the patient's bedside, so to speak. And over time, this has evolved through the 80s into clinical pharmacy as we know it today. In the 90s, we probably saw in hospital more specialist services being established and recognised. And then throughout the 2000s, we saw more regional specialist um, centres where it was being coordinated better what this has led us to then is to understand that across the nation we have different areas of practice different pockets of really excellent practice and it's led us as a professional body to draw those together to compose and compile a set of hospital standards that really unite the profession in hospital practice what do i mean by that well you need to think about what you deliver to the patient you need to think about the services that we are responsible for and then the workforce and how to ensure that workforce is adaptable and flexible. And that 40 years of evolution from ward to where we are today shows that we are a very flexible and adaptable workforce anyway. It's just about us all having the ability to be the best we can be for the patients we serve. I don't know, Steve, does that ring true for you?
1: I think that's right. The interesting bit is that most of this has actually happened almost via evolution and therefore the clinical pharmacists of today, most of them, especially those who have been around a long time like myself, have learnt what we've learnt on the job and that's almost not something that's sustainable for the future. If we need certain specialisations and certain knowledge then it needs to be something that we, one can teach. But two, we can demonstrate at a point in time. So rather than somebody just taking on a job and learning on the job, which is an expensive way of having pharmacy, we need to be able to say, right, we need a specialist in paediatrics. And that person, when they start that job, needs to be good at paediatrics and understand paediatrics. A lot of people might say, well, medicine is medicine, but that's not true. The pharmacology, the drug handling, the pharmaceutics, can you crush? Can you not crush? Can you do different things with medicines? It's very different in in, in different aspects. And things like neonates are their specialities in their own rights. Neonates do all sorts of things with drugs which adults don't do. They turn them into different compounds. They can't utilize some drugs which we can because they can't metabolize them into the active form. And therefore we need, I think we now understand what good clinical pharmacy can be, but what we need is standards of what it is we're delivering and standards To understand when different people have got to the levels of practice that they need to be at to take on certain jobs. That gives us several things it gives us something that's aspirational for people working up the system so they actually understand what they're trying to be rather than just developing via osmosis almost they actually know what they're trying to achieve but potentially more importantly it makes the rest of the healthcare profession understand who they're dealing with that's doctors and nurses, so they need to know whether they're talking to a junior doctor or a specialist. I, Because you ask different people different questions. You know, if you know you're, you've got a junior general pharmacist in front of you, you're unlikely to ask them about the pharmacokinetics of something in a neonate. Why should they know? You're not going to get the answer that you want. Therefore, there is something about establishing what we are in terms of practice. And almost more importantly than that is the fact that the public understand what we are. That's important for the profession. If you're going to be a professional, somebody needs to know what you're a professional at in some ways. And therefore, if if they want to speak to the senior paediatric pharmacist, they need to know that they've got the senior paediatric pharmacist and that, that a person is accountable for what they're saying. And therefore, the whole development that's gone over the years... I think has been very important, but now is the time to define what we are and what we're delivering and how we get to those different points in time for everybody's sake.
2: I agree, Steve. I think the thing for me is that not only should we have professional standards, and in this, in this instance we're focusing on hospital, so let's talk about hospital right now, but from my perspective actually we need standards across the whole profession. They, they serve to unite us and also to explain and articulate differences in practice across sectors. So whilst, of course, from the professional body perspective, we're interested in professional standards for the whole profession, so we can articulate how hospital is similar to, but also is different from the different sectors. What you're also talking about, Steve, is having some articulated and clear professional standards for an individual. And what we've heard from our members and from the whole profession is that people want to know, um, they want a career map in front of them. They want to know what it is they need to be able to know and do, experiences that will count for their professional development and progression and also how they need to behave at different levels of practice. They want to know that so that they have a clear route map, so to speak. They want to build a framework and a portfolio that helps them demonstrate that and they want it not only for themselves and their attainment and their progression, they actually want it and I've heard this across the board to demonstrate to their patients they can be the best they can be for patient care, and I think that's very laudable. And I think what the professional body needs to do is pull out what's really good about paediatric pharmacy, what's really good if you're a cardiac pharmacist, what's really good if you're a QA pharmacist, all of the areas of practise in hospital. We need to articulate what you need to be able to know and do, the experiences you need, and how you behave at different levels in those areas. And we need to also, um, I think, do the same for generalist practise, that spans community because where these paediatric patients live is the community. Where they come in for specialist care is the hospital and the care and the way that's changing over time is going to make that even more apparent. So as a professional body we have a duty to say what the professional standards would be for each individual. We also have a requirement placed upon us, I would argue, to provide the support, the networks, the tools, the frameworks, so that everybody, wherever they're practising, can access those and be the best they can be for patient care. And in that way, I think, there's this virtuous circle. We've come 40 years, if you like, from ward pharmacy to developing standards, but perhaps in our own pockets of practice, to now being able to articulate these from a professional perspective. So we kind of equalise practice and also provide some aspiration in the system as well so that where practices, perhaps at the cutting edge, not leaving that out on its own, you're really recognizing how that benefits patients and the public.
0: Thank you very much. This is very interesting for the rest of the European countries mm-hmm. as a model and I think EAHP is the ideal place to discuss these standards and to improve the care we give to the patients as pharmacists and also the importance of having these standards across all the healthcare settings, not only hospitals but also in other settings.
1: You've summed that up very nicely but I would like to just add in some ways to to finish this off, within pediatrics we have found particular problems in certain areas of, of, of care and I think Where we've been working with the professional body, who have now come up with some good hospital standards about what we should be doing in terms of normal hospital practice, we now need to start looking at all the different aspects that we're looking at to bring it to life for an individual patient. And one of the examples we've been looking at is parental nutrition in paediatrics, which is a very complex area, both in terms of manufacturing, but also in terms of clinical care. And there are European standards for what a child should get in terms of their, their nutritional requirements. What there aren't is any standards around how that is delivered. And the, a big survey within the UK has demonstrated that there are no standards, very few standards, possibly very inadequate care, and sometimes verging on unsafe care. And these, th- this has been realised in some ways because of some um, fatal um, issues which which have actually happened. And although standards shouldn't only be based on things going wrong, often it is the thing which highlights them and, and moves them forward. And therefore a huge amount of work has been done to say where are the problem areas, what needs to change, and what are the standards that we actually want to look at. multi professionally, but driven by pharmacy because this is, this is medicine application. Um, so we, we know the clinical need, but how is it delivered? How do we ensure that patients get what they're supposed to get? And that's been being drawn together and being pulled together from both the professional body side, but also from the individual practitioners. And what that needs is advocates within the profession. It needs leadership within the profession to ensure that even once a standard is pulled together, that it is put into place and utilised and and activated. During the session, we we talked about um, the fact that most people will have gone over the speed limit when driving and people ignore standards because they sort of forget about them and they don't believe they necessarily relate to them and they don't need to do things. What's important I think in terms of pulling together standards is that we make them very active in everybody's minds that they do need to be followed and and we need to ensure within our practice that we have advocates and systems in place to ensure that things don't, never leave the top table as it were and are always thought about. And we can only do that from the top end, from the professional body end and from the practice end, working together to ensure that people don't forget what the standards are and they keep developing them and working with them. The interesting bit is how do we move from having national standards to European standards? EAHP is obviously one of the places we can pull this together. It's hard enough to get national standards, let alone European, but there is no difference to a child having parental nutrition in France or Spain or anywhere else in the world as in the UK, and therefore it is a requirement, not just a, something we want, it's a requirement that we do get these good standards in place, we agree on them and we move them forward. There's no point in keep reinventing the wheel in different countries when actually the patient at the end is exactly the same. And we need to have systems to move this forward on a European and possibly worldwide basis.
0: I really agree with what you said, and that brings to my mind that we need to be flexible, we need to be clinical, but we need to be accountable also in the distribution and the manufacturing fields. Thank you very much.
1: For more information about this programme and other BMJ Group podcasts, please visit bmj.com.